Hello and welcome to the brand new series of the On The Ward podcast. Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the closed doors of Psychiatric Hospital? Well, I'm John Barry Waldron. I'm a senior staff nurse working at St Andrews. And let me introduce you to some of our patients who are happy to share their mental health journey with you as part of the On The Ward podcast. Okay, it's um, it's Wednesday morning, it's pretty dreary outside, but uh, I've come to the Essex site today to meet one of our patients. Morning. And we're just outside the airlock here, seeing people coming in and out. Um, I'm here in kind of the open courtyard area. It's got some nice flower beds here, and it's probably the size of maybe about half a football pitch. Uh, in front of me, I've got two wards, one to the left, one to the right, big buildings. Uh, and we're about to go on to our ward, which is the female personality disorder ward generally has patients with kind of complex needs uh, we're a secure hospital so normally the patients that are here would kind of be at the far end of the serious mental illness in order to get here they'd have to be sectioned uh, and sometimes they've been in other hospitals before they've got here so basically the patients on this ward are quite seriously unwell uh, but the one we're going to meet today is actually doing really well She's almost at the stage of being discharged from hospital. She's doing very, very well. Uh, and part of the discharge and part of the planning is to try and integrate her a bit more into the community. So one of the things she's done is kind of got herself a volunteer job. And uh, we're hoping we can follow her today and see her or listen to her go to her job. So I'm just coming to the uh, first door. Morning. Morning. So, okay, now we're on the ward. And as we uh, come on the ward, you can see there's a nice little chalkboard here with lots of inspirational messages that the patients have written. And then we come to the open ward area. So we have an open lounge area here with lots of chairs. Some of the patients are milling about. Some of the staff are in the office. So, and I'm here to see one of the patients today. Here I am with Vicky. How are you getting on? I'm good, thank you. Hiya. And so what are we planning to do today? What we plan to do today is we've got ward round and then we're going to go to New Life Ward where my voluntary job is and okay. tell you about what bit of what I do and how it helps me and how it helps me with my recovery. And Ward Round is where we get reviewed like every four weeks um, over the last four weeks um, to see how well we've done or see where we need to make a bit more progress or need a bit more support in some areas. I tend to ask for uh, leave more um, and then I get my, just they let me know how my physical health is and yeah, so, and discuss medication, whether it needs reviewing or stuff like that as well. So. And I see you're writing stuff down here. What are you writing down here? Um, my ward round request. Oh, okay. So what request have you got for today? Um, leave, um, an unsupervised shave, um, see if I can have a piercing and to see if they can half my canazepam in the morning um, so I can come off it. So. You mentioned there about the shave. So all the shaving everything has to be supervised isn't yeah it? it is at the moment but i'm hoping to get unsupervised because it'd be more like it'd be easier instead of having to wait for staff i can just yeah. take the razor and then hand it back in once i've finished so did it go well yes my wardrobe went well uh, they're really pleased a lady from my home team was there uh, they're still looking at housing um and then i need to do a bit of work around and i'm starting to feel like angry and she sort of described it as a volcano instead of boiling over, sort of get to the point where you can bring yourself back, like impulsivity. So um, what I'm thinking about doing is maybe 
see if Grace don't mind, maybe do half hour a week psychology around that area, right. like to start practicing for when, when I get out in the community. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I can, like, you know, like in the past, if I don't like someone, I, I totally lose it, or someone says something hits a nerve, I get angry and get aggressive, I want to start getting out of that. Mm-hmm sort of behaviour and having a more appropriate look on the situation, stuff like that, listen to other people's opinion and if I don't like it and stuff like that, so yeah. So what are you up to now? Um, I'm in the kitchen and I'm making myself a cup of tea, first one of the morning, so yeah. We have um, uh, dinners, we have breakfast eight till nine and then we have dinner at quarter to one um, no lunch at quarter to one, dinner at quarter to five. Okay, so we're going through this way. So, so where are we off to? Going to my bedroom, show you my bedroom. Okay. This is the bathroom, shower, and toilet area. Um, yeah, and then this is where I sleep, my bed. And then my clothes, toiletries, TV, books, shoes, my bedroom, yeah. Um, yeah, they're my two children. And they live with my sister and they have done since they were babies. I'm not really sure they understand properly now because they're still quite young and the, my sister doesn't... I sister doesn't really talk about me being here because mm. it can, it's quite upsetting, so... I uh, saw them properly. Uh, four Christmases ago, it would be four Christmases ago this year that I saw her on Christmas Day, so, yeah, so it'd be, like, there was a big, like, I was very unwell and unsettled and sort of messed my contact up and relationship with my sister and, yeah, but things are starting to look up now, so the relationship's sort of getting back on track and, yeah, so, you know, my babies and my world, so, yeah. Anger is, was my main issue. I thought everything could be solved by anger, mm. which I've realised it, it isn't. It, it gets you nowhere. Mm. Um, I'm diagnosed with schizoaffective and personality disorder. Um, it's schizophrenia and bipolar, but put together. So yeah, it's like like you like psychotic hallucinations, and then you've got Bipolar, which is where you go like high and low, your like, mood are like you're one, all right one minute and then they're like that, or they light up. Like, and then the schizophrenia is like hallucinations, psychotic, um, stuff like that. So, and then personality disorder, which is maybe through trauma um, and stuff like that. So, when I was going through the psychosis, it was really scary. At one point, I thought I had rats in my stomach. Um, I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't drink, I wouldn't shower, and I didn't do that for a couple of months. Uh, yeah, it's quite scary. Um, I've seen hallucinations, like thinking people are flying in the sky with a bag trying to catch me and stuff like that. I know it's, it don't look as scary now when I look at it, but at that time it, it did feel really scary, like because you're very unwell anyway. And I was on no medication at that point because... They were taking me off the clozapine and were just about to put me on the cotyapine, but I went psychotic and ended up uh, being in hospital for about four years. But 
I'm waiting for my supported living now. That's all I'm waiting for is supported living and then I can start rebuilding my life. I want to go to college or adulthood and do catering and business. Um, I want to get my driving licence. I'm going to get that as soon as I get out. So that help me get into work and like places like that, like to get me around. So, yeah, I've done DBT. I've finished all my DBT work now. Um, that's really, really helped me with my anger and understanding that like anger just gets you absolutely nowhere and you know it it's, it's not a way to be do you know what I mean it gets you it's got me nowhere you think it does and then you know I, I know I had to do the therapy to have um, some sort of future um, to go back to all the demons what made me the way I was and sort of understand that the anger isn't the right way to go about with things and stuff like that. So I still get them angry feelings, but I've learned and had the therapy to sort of learn to actually control. And through the DBT, sometimes anger isn't really the emotional feeling you're thinking. It could be hurt, you could be just upset. It it always seems anger, but if like you break it down, like you learn in DBT, you can actually find the actual emotion you're feeling and deal with the emotion and how you're feeling in a better way instead of getting anger and um, I didn't have very good patience but I feel actually in the last couple of months maybe I feel waiting to go out on leave I'm a lot more patient with staff and a bit more aware of what's going on and stuff like that so yeah. In the middle of you almost getting out Covid kind of happened. And yeah I had Covid I caught Covid as well that was horrible so and then the lockdown, the four-month lockdown, and we was only allowed that once a day for half an hour to the smoking shelter. And that was really hard because I had all my leave before we went into lockdown. And like, like being able to go, just sort of come and go as you want and then having to stay in and get staff to get all your toiletries and stuff like that, it was just like quite tough. But, you know, the staff made it better, like we supported each other, like because they was away from their families and, you know, especially in the middle of us, all six of us having COVID and stuff like that. We just went down like flies, basically. One had it and then we just all went with it and it was just like, yeah. I can see you got your backpack on. Where are you off to? Um, I'm just on my way to New Lifewood. I'm going to get a bottle of juice and get signed out. I have to be signed out. Uh, so we're doing the search but to make sure uh, we're not taking any items which shouldn't be uh, taken out. What have you got in your hand? Uh, that's the wand. Right. So we're just checking if there's no any metal objects on the patient. I, d I didn't know it was going to happen. And weren't expected it just you know I went around my brother's and I didn't realize he had weed there he was smoking weed if I'd known I went around there the temptation got the better of me and yeah I sort of started from doing the drugs and stuff back from my brother's and drinking got heavily again and you know um, I've learned so much through the, doing the DBT which I knew I had to do if you know I wanted a quality of life it's all about your emotions and how you deal with them and you do group work with it and 
like mindfulness and stuff like that and it, it, it does help like if you're struggling and you just look at like ha, ha, look at your DBT stuff and what you've learned and try and find that emotion you're actually feeling like breaking it down and stuff like that so you know like when you've had quite a lot of trauma then you do need that in depth to actually come out of it do you know what I mean it's hard it's horrible reliving and doing it but I've learned so much you know to why I feel the way I do and stuff like that so yeah I didn't expect my life to end up back like that it wasn't in my head or anything do you know what I mean and it was just hard to get my head around I got angry at myself at my family at mental health workers and I was homeless for a bit and yeah so to look at it now like with the DBT I knew I had to do the therapy like I said earlier to have a quality of life for my kids to to be in with me instead of you know them seeing me just as an addict and a drunk and just this horrible angry person do you know what I mean which they witnessed do you know what I mean and I'll never want them to see me like that again because you know they were nine and eleven and I can scare full-grown adults do you know what I mean so how was a nine and eleven year old gonna feel my sister said my daughter thought the house was shaking but it was herself where I scared them and I never want to do that again so it's just just reflecting on where I went wrong last time my mum suffered from mental health as I was growing up, so I knew she, she was in hospital and stuff like that. That was quite tough. I was sexually abused as a child. Um, there's been other occasions where men took advantage. My last, my kids' dad say we're both bad relationships. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, so I've had quite a tough upbringing, but when my mum was well, she's. Like, she was never ag aggressive, do you know what I mean? It was, she was lovely, do you know what I mean? But it was just, she used to get depressed and, like, have, like, breakdowns and stuff like that. And she passed away with cancer uh, 19 years ago, so I was about 21 at the time when my mum passed away, so, yeah. Uh, this is John, the lovely John. Uh, no, this is Pete, sorry. <laughs> the, the lovely, lovely Pete. Pete. You know. It's lovely Pete, yeah. He's very lovely. He's the manager of the place. He runs the place and employs us and volunteers. And, yeah, he's learned us a lot, builds our confidence. And, yeah, it's a brilliant place to come like for your recovery. Well said, Vicky. You can say that every morning when you come in. What a great <laughs> answer. And it's all true, of course. It is and all we true. I wouldn't here, say it so. if I didn't. I'd tell it how it is, but it is a lovely place to come to. Yeah, welcome. OK, we'll go to the workshop first. Around here. Oh, this right. is the workshop yeah, where everything gets yeah. built. Hi, Burn boys. This is Ray. This is Rushy. Hi, And this is where everything gets built and made and stuff this is the workshop so yeah I think they're making a bench at the moment by the looks of things we are. so yeah and then we've got this is Solomon he's it's sanding Solomon. the wood down ready for it to be all made to be built and sanded it ready for 
for when they construct it into whatever they're going to construct it into. What are you making? A bench. Oh. So this is going to be a bench at the end of it. And you, you may think this is boring, but this I love sanding down. When I first started doing it, like I, like, like, could, like, I had to feel all the time to see if it was sanding. But as you learn, you can actually see the sanding, like it's sanded before actually touching it. You can start, you learn to know your wood, sort of, if you know what I mean. That sounds stupid, but, like, yeah, it's like, this is really relaxing, you know. This, like, it's good, yeah. This is the work shed, what we're going to. This is where they keep all the timber, what they use to make everything with. Yeah. And um, we sand down and stuff in here as well. This is made out of all pallets. We sanded, I sanded all this down, the whole thing. When it, they made it and I sanded it all down. Um, and it's uh, for someone, they're selling it. Someone's rang up and asked, could you make me a log store? And they've made it. Uh, right, what would you yeah. like me to start doing? What would I like you to start doing? Mm-hmm. I think, if you wouldn't mind, denailing them pallets that are up there. Yeah, are you okay, right yeah, that's cool. Okay. Bring that hammer, you might need that hammer, right? Can I just denail them out here? Yeah, you might as well, aren't you? Yeah. The weather's all right, Yeah. I have to wear my gloves for safety, for splinters and stuff like that, health and safety. I'm using a tool to get the pallets apart so I can start denailing them. Like that. Bang all the nails through and then turn it over and then with the claw hammer, the bit, pull the nails out and just bang them in the pot. It's quite therapeutic, it builds your muscles up because some of them are quite tough to get up. So yeah, it's good. Right. And I'm outside and like to be outside. So yeah, cool. I'll let you get on, okay? We, we do a number of different things, but we like to think we're a project which is not only good for the planet, but we're also good for people too. So what we essentially do is we recycle lumber, and that's an American word for wood, and the effect of that is that we reduce our impact on landfill, so we keep timber out of the ground, but the most important part of what we do is restore lives. So we recycle lumber, reduce landfill, and we restore lives. So we provide work placement opportunities for people like Vicky and others, from not just from St Andrews, but other referring bodies, the local uh, mental health trust, uh, GPs, NHS social prescribers, the local recovery centres, uh, that um, refer people to us. I always say to everyone, we don't have favourites, but if we did, Vicky would be one. Um, she's, she's doing an incredible job, and, and it's all down to her. We provide the environment, and I, I mentioned a few moments ago about trust and safety and building relationship. We've worked hard to do that. Um, and although we are an inclusive environment where men and women come, we do tend to be dominated by it. it's a male environment working hard to try and change that but w Vicky has worked hard to uh, put really a female stamp on the place as well which is lovely to see but Vicky came to us initially anxious with low self-esteem uh, not feeling very good about herself very nervous and all these things are entirely natural um, and we're used to seeing that so we provided her with that opportunity and gently moved at her pace um, and then 
when she said, well, I can't do that or I'm not comfortable with that, and we said, well, actually, you probably can. Why don't you try this and do it this way? So just by working closely with her, we have two guys that work in our workshop in particular that are skilled uh, mentoring and in uh, the act of encouragement. Uh, and for her to make the things that she's done, she's very versatile. She's happy to sweep the workshop, to break up a pallet, to uh, unload a truck, uh, or to do some more intricate work doing pyrography, which is wood burning, um, or some sanding, or actually doing some, some assembly in the workshop. So uh, she, she did say she loved the sanding. Yeah, <laughs> not everybody does. That's one of the one of the uh, how should we say less uh, more onerous tasks, but really vital when you're working in a wood workshop. Everything has to be sanded to be to a smooth finish for our customers to uh, to safely handle. You made a, like a really big turnaround. You know, you've been in the system for a while. Yeah. Uh, but your discharge is hopefully coming. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about it? Um, nervous but excited at the same time to another chapter in my life. And yeah. And how do you feel about the future? Um, a bit apprehensive, but positive with it. Yeah. Um, I know there's going to be the challenge, some challenges, but hopefully once I've conquered the challenges, what I'm feeling, then things are going to go smoothly. I know where I went from last time, what's brought me in. Yeah. Um, and like I was saying in ward round, if I feel a bit off, just sort of stay in, put a nice film on Netflix, just keep myself safe not because sometimes you can feel in the wrong headspace and go and do something like go and get drunk drug pump into someone so i want to i don't to have the relationship with the kids and even just for myself anyway it's just like i, I don't want that to happen so that's my main fear is coming out of hospital because it's quite a you got like a safety net sort of like in hospital with it all and and then you've just got to take you just take responsibility for your own actions and what you do and it's just I'm hoping I'm strong enough to do that but I think I am my kids are a big drive and what I want to do for my future so yeah that's brilliant so uh so what are you going to do tonight tonight I'll probably get back have a shower have some dinner go for a cigarette and then I'm wind in front of the tv and I was going to say well thank you very much for sharing your day with us and uh um letting me do it it's been a good experience and it'll be good on my cv so thank you we better get you look you might get sacked if you don't start yeah. cracking on so thank you very much <laughs> okay thank you bye okay so that was a day in the life of vicky and uh, how she likes to keep herself busy here as part of her recovery next week we'll be catching up with julie who's getting ready to be discharged from st andrews after three years uh, in the meantime make sure you subscribe to on the ward so you don't miss an episode and if you like what you hear please like, share and send it on to your friends. Okay, I'll catch you next time.